Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and I am proud to announce that it is the sixth year anniversary of Let's Drone Out. And the man stood ominous in the dark room is the reason why we were all brought together for this show. Tonight, you are joined by none other than the amazing Fandangle Frankel. Good evening. The everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. Bring back Curry Kitten Wednesdays. Hashtag. It's <laughs> uh, not trending. The newest edition, but the technical shizzle whizzle wizard with the wonderful moustache, Stephen. Hello. Uh, the man, the legend, the taken away ladies. He's not on. He's not on offer anymore. <laughs> the whitest teeth in show business. The left-handed firewood guitar player, Thrasher, the sexiest man alive. Apparently, there is a petition for him to be gaming to play with the Thundercats on Combat Simulator. And it is started by none other than Sheldon. So if you wish to sign that so that NJ will once again stream this NJ Tech. Uh, hello, everyone. Long time. Hope you're all very, very well. And he sat next to me around my ottoman over a analog mixing desk from the very beginning. My darling wife, Tony. Buongiorno. And what an honorary guest to have. The person who invited us on long ago to the thursdaynightshow.com that's going to be live after this, uh, Dom Robinson. And he hasn't sorted out his point. (laughs) (laughs) Got a pretty awesome camera there, following him around the room. Yeah, Great camera setup, but the mic's playing behind somewhat. Say hi with, like, you know, doing this. I'm going to guess that that's, like, a virtual pan tilt thing going on there. I reckon that's a... It's cropped in, doesn't it? Yeah, it's 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 cropping in. Well, I can put you on that (laughs) microphone. You can hear me. Bit noisy. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. One did a drone podcast never never (laughs) listens anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Never have time to do anything. Everything's on a Thursday. Does he even fly anymore? I've promised myself I won't swear. And yeah, I've got some video from this week, actually, Tony. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. I was just, I think that's why my audio is broken because I was trying to work out how to pipe it into the feed. Do you know what, Dom? Yeah. I've got to ask, are you still flying 
although it was a very, very long time ago, that quad that I built you in your house? The uh, Mini. The I little, think so. Um, it, was a, it was a raggy. I remember, wasn't it? Was it a raggy frame? I can't remember. Oh, the fossil. Yeah, no. The fossil, yeah. Thank I you. Am, well, I haven't flown it since Jack rebuilt it again, but it's here. It's in it's there. It's still there. It's alive. It's still there. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my word. Painless 360. Painless. It would, collect dust. it would collect dust if it wasn't um, if it wasn't otherwise uh, recolored and so on. Look at that. Okay. There it is. Does this look positively like 1980s to you now? <laughs> A little I don't bit. know if they've, if they've changed. <laughs> I, you know, they're probably made of titanium and, and got rockets in them or something now, but this thing's great. I love it. Yeah, it's still it's dangerous dangerous. Yeah, it's good. It's quite well made. You guys made it. I didn't. That's why it's still in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> nice colours you got there as well. I, I can find it when I lose it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's anti-grass coloured. It is. It's all good. How are you all? Oh, the budget for the Thursday night show is unbelievable. <laughs> I've just decimated it. Oh. Took, but took the budget down seventy five percent over the last year by getting rid of the old chat room and moving to Discord. Mm. So, yeah, that's good. I, I miss Rumble Talk, to be honest. It was nice and fast. It was yeah. nice and fast. But, uh, Richard, I can't believe it's away. been six years, man. I it's know, too- like. It's too long. I remember saying we should quit at five years and we went on for another year. Should we quit? To, <laughs> should, we get, should this be our last night or should we carry on? Oh, <laughs> Minty, Just spend spend all, all the remaining patron money uh, on pizzas or LDO now on Saturday. Just, right. just and, and then like lots of fireworks. <laughs> and lots of fireworks. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, no. Um, I lo- last night, I don't know whether any of you guys um, uh, caught there was a there was a stream on last night. Joshua Bardwell was on, and uh, I totally derailed that podcast. I won't say which podcast it was, but we were talking about milking pigs and <laughs> <laughs> bags coming in milk in Canada and stuff. Yeah, sounds Cal- like you. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a standard Jack infiltration. Like, totally, it? like bringing up stuff that Bardwell, he was just like, oh my God, who let him in? Like <laughs> m- mods mute him. I was like shaking batteries, <laughs> you know, like I was like slapping pigs, you know, with a bucket and they played that man. He like, I just totally, I got in there and that was like the worst thing ever to happen to that show. I'm sorry. Cat, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. What's been happening in FPV? Has anyone caught anything interesting? I've uh, I've seen Kiss Ultra. I'm kind of excited what? for that. What's that? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I haven't flown or looked at any quad related things in the last two weeks. Yes, I've been. I've I've sent I sent a message to Alexander, and um, he's the he's the guy who's been doing the a lot of development for the. Uh, uh, I can't I can't pronounce. I'm going to butcher his surname. Is it Fed? Dro- oh, definitely not that I don't know <laughs> Alexander, I'm just sorry I don't know what is any, it? And, explain it he, he's the guy who's kept KISS development kind of going right. sort of like the software Alive. side of things so he's he's added new uh, features like you know the ability to you know he's sort of like added crossfire he's added uh, ghost support even to the V1 
Uh, patrons yeah. have now have access to Return to Home. So if you're a patron of oh, his, wow. uh, I think we could maybe put his patron in the chat. And it's had to and, write all this stuff from scratch, right? Because the license of Betaflight doesn't allow people just to go and nick code out that. So it's yeah. all all his work. That's impressive. Mm, that is pretty good. I have got one uh, kiss that I wouldn't mind having returned home on. So that would be quite good. Quite interesting. What else has he done? Um, so yeah, if you're if you're a Patreon for him, that gives you gives you access to that. And he's kind of he's done a lot of a lot of dev work, and he basically set up a uh, Discord and um, hang on, just looking kiss. Have FC. you invited him oh. on the show yet, Jack? Yeah, I've sent him a message, but I just need him to. Do you need someone else to send him a message? Yeah, I just need him to sign off on a date. But essentially, he's kind of like rejigged the with permission from Kiss the uh, Kiss flight controller, and it's in a H shape, but it's got uh, it's got a connector, you know, for. Um, uh, for the four in one ESCs with the telemetry and everything, and uh, it's a new, it's the better H seven, I believe. What's he doing with that extra power? I've, I've I've got no idea. I've been trying to keep up with the Discord. I'm just opening my right. Discord now. I see him on then. On the beta flight side, they were talking about dumping a whole load of extra filtering and stuff in there because yeah. you suddenly got vastly more CPU than you had with the old F4 boards yeah. or even F7. Yeah, I mean the uh, the you know the Kiss um, has already got has you know uh, the Kiss V2 already had the whole um, uh, F7 chip on there anyway. Definitely flew better than the F1. F3. Yeah, so you've got like so much power there. So he, you're just going to see those the same filtering, but with less delay, basically, until they chuck more features yeah. into the code. I'm just trying to hang on. I will share. Are they still keeping it simple? Yeah, basically. Unless you're a developer, I, I guess, right? <laughs> I doubt it's simple yeah. from his perspective. <laughs> well, probably not from his perspective. Probably a, a fucking man. As long as it's to, okay for me to do, then I'm So, yeah, it. there's the Kiss Ultra. So it's got like a nice connector at the bottom <laughs> that goes straight into. That's um, your 4M1, is it? Yeah, 4M1 ESC, ESC and everything. He's is there done... another one on the other side for DJI as well? Looks yeah, like there's a whole bunch nice. of them. Yeah. Like, the you can't say yes if it's not true, Jack. Because does it have an OSD now? Yeah, so we got we got two other pinouts there. So what's going on with those? We've got one for the ESC. That, yeah, that I haven't checked it out. There's, there seems to be quality of life uh, upgrades as well, like um, for the receivers now at the bottom, and then the buzzer pads are actually moved out to a bit further and not staggered. And I don't know whether that's a Type C connector or not. I don't know. I've I've been trying to keep up. Uh, we definitely with it, need to but... try to get him on. But if it connects mm. straight yeah. to the ESE and straight to DJI, I, I, I yeah. really so like it's it it's, it's like it's long term Patreons first, and uh, I I should have really like been a Patreon ages ago because he sent me a few like test like um uh, test uh. 
firmwares to like flash and everything. So I've been, you know, I should so get really... your hands on one of these H7 boards then, Jack. I don't know. I'll have to what's, ask him. Can we tell the, the viewers what, or the listeners what's the difference between them two boards, the latest board and then the H board? Uh, well, you say H board, it wasn't just the shape of it, right? This was a move to the H743 or yeah. whatever it was, the fancy CPU. And, yeah, and that, I mean, from memory, that jumps you from about 216 megahertz on the F7 up to like 480 megahertz or something. It's just a massive bump in So it's just speed. a more powerful chip, yeah? Yeah, going to get your filters calculated a lot quicker and let you run other stuff at the same time. Does everyone remember saying, we don't need to be faster on this? And then yeah, no one needs more <laughs> than a year later, days. we're like, let's go faster. Yeah. <laughs> I should... I... I should. Have I think beta, more... beta flight kind of made an impression when they moved to dynamic notch, and all of a sudden people are like, "Wow, this flies really well." How do you do that? Uh, filtering. So mm. I think maybe they're starting to get the message over and kiss. Yeah, um... kiss, kiss always flew nice anyway, though, didn't it? Well, I mean, you've got the throbbles, haven't you? Yeah, still haven't solved that. When you punch up, and the nose me... goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there right, is a let... bit of that. Just yeah. don't punch. Punch the hard. I, I will admit, I punch out. I'll apologise because uh, I should have saved. Here we I are. Saved this, but the uh, goodness, a ton of flash, two mega flash. What the F411s are stuck on, like, uh, or the F7s rather, on 512. People are bitching and moaning that the F7s are actually running out of flash space. You've got quite a nice CPU, but not enough flash oh, on the chipset really? with the F722. So that gets you around that limitation. So that means you, you're going to have to. You, you've got the, the power to run features, but nowhere to actually store the code to run them, which is kind of a problem with this F7s. You've got a, bar, uh, a barometer on there, 8-pin yeah. ESC connector, backward compatible with KISS, not with Some of stuff comes with barometers these days. Yeah. just started messing around with, with INAV, and all my flight controls have barometers. I didn't even know they were there until I popped INAV on. What's few. KISS weather station? I've got no Just idea. Show your green LED when it's time to go fly. Look at that. <laughs> BL Heli pass through. Look at that. Uh, what uh, what only, a world uh, two we or three live years in. behind the competition. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it always flew two years better than behind the competition. No, no soft serial <laughs> before. It was always better Sorry. than beta flight flying. Well, I mean. I think a lot of these, they get the reputation by being having a, a nice wide sort of default tune that works for a lot mm. of people, right? Yeah. This this graphical LSD sounds interesting. It's like a sort of pixel thing rather than just some character set. Yeah, vector-based, isn't it? So it yeah. can draw lines instead of just printing out individual characters. So you can get all sorts of funky things like the type of graphs that you see in heads-up displays on fighter jets and that, and some other kind of... Uh, co-pilot OSD where you've got like nice scrolling bars up each side for planes and that whereas with beta yeah. flight as long as as long as the, the character by character the the processor can draw it nice and quickly because that's always been a, a thing of the past it was always a bit laggy because it was um slightly behind the other stuff uh, and that's going hand in hand with this canvas mode stuff that we're seeing now as well for um shark bite and also apparently promised by cadex to turn up at dji at some undefined point in the future so that they're going to move from having a font pack that you uploaded 
where you know you've got to pick impact or normal or bold or whatever font for the OSD chip to just being able to draw lines and with those draw the individual characters however they want to. Yes. How thick would you like your lines? Do you see it? Right. Look at that. I think that the big win is going to be for stuff like GPS because the little arrow where it can only show eight different orientations is kind of annoying, isn't it? Whereas if you had a completely analog arrow where it can just like show any orientation, that'd be nice. No, for mm. me, putting it on my quad and then plugging one into the ESE and one into the DJI is what's going to win it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as there's no soldering involved. No Tony's soldering and no chewing gum. You just tape. gaffer tape it together. He's good. Have, I've installed a bunch of Vistas, and I am thinking, like, why the hell didn't they put that connector on the Vistas? They've just got the pads. They could have just put one of those little sl- JST connectors on the Vista. That would have saved so much stress. Because hmm. well, you always happens. put it in an awkward orientation, don't you, that Vista? It's always like parked to the back of the quad, bumped up against something. It's just a pain to do anything with. That's what happens when you give your money to DGI and they don't care uh, about you. Right. There, there's a good segue here. Richard Warwick says, ELRS seems to be a big thing at the moment with loads of new modules and receivers. I have been dealing with Express LRS this week. And I have hit every known problem and some unknown problems <laughs> in the entire world, as far as I can figure. I've got a bag of ELRS crap here. Yeah. On and on. <laughs> I think there's there's been a few reviewers, right? Like you've you've gone through this this struggle. Payne has gone through this anyone. struggle. Uh, I think Andy has also been going through it as well. I think it was Andy. Yeah. I, I yeah. talked to his buddy Phil because he hit one of the same problems as me. We were dealing with this thing called the Namimno module which is the worst thing to try and say when you're filming yourself it probably sounds a lot easier in chinese i'm, I'm getting the number the of times i've said and just turned into <laughs> an idiot <laughs> off the scale also that thing that apparently has been on sale in mainland china for like two months or so the manufacturer says so how the hell has no one found this yet the as problem- far as we can tell every manufacturer other than happy model that's releasing hardware does so without testing any of the features whatsoever yeah. or writing any documentation. And the after sales so this... support consists of hiding their business address and phone number as best as they can. Yeah, <laughs> so if no you try and read the website, the website says failure to load or something weird yeah, like that. Like there's an error in there. There's an error so bad in their HTML it refuses. So the NimNimno module, see, um, is happening already. Doesn't have regular Wi-Fi, but they don't tell you that because there's no instructions. It has this thing called a backpack Wi-Fi where you have to log into it in order to give it the details of your Wi-Fi network, and then it jumps onto there. And then what you should be able to do is drop one of the binary files on it to flash the firmware. Flashing the firmware is reasonably important because you'd like to get your bind phrase in, which that means you don't have to press buttons to bind. But when you do this, it uh, turns out it overwrites the bootloader and uh, sort of basically oh. bricks it, or, or the term, yeah, the term soft bricking has been invented yeah. for this, which is fine. So they're I testing went as far as they flashed one version of the firmware to the module, verified it worked, and then just assumed everything else was fine, shipped it, and then realized as soon as any one person upgraded, they would brick their, mo- well, not brick, but they'd leave their module in non-functioning state and have to redo yeah. the upgrade. There's very helpful debug messages saying updating module, verify module, update complete, and then all the LEDs go out and the Lua script doesn't right. work anymore. <laughs> This is fantastic. We, we've successfully written the image to the wrong location on the module. We can no yeah. longer talk to the module. Upgrade complete. 
So yeah, job my, done. My quick reviews these days are now taking twenty oh. to thirty hours of talking through Discord. <laughs> saying I did this and this happened. I am. I am uh, looking forward to because hopefully we're having painless on next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the comparing notes on Express LRS and that, be handy. So I did actually call him up when I saw he had the BFBV stuff and said, "Have you opened it yet?" And he said, "No." I said, "Oh." Mine doesn't work and did this, just in case yours doesn't. Yeah, I was on the Discord asking about something completely different and then saw Curry Kitten appear and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, this sounds a lot like uh, Alex Kim's review with exactly the same problem where it was just like, oh, but stop working. But my install <laughs> looks like this. That That's my module. It's just fully internal in this tiny gamepad radio. And I bought it DIY off the ExpressLRS Discord, went to the buy and sell listings, found a guy who, uh, what's he, Failsafe FPV, who was building the modules, and he just oh, put it together, guy. and I took the back off, put a, the JST plug that they use for the module expansion on the module, plugged it in, and bingo. And yeah, I've got the best support and best after-sale service I think I've ever had for, like, an RC product by buying it from a dude in the UK. Um, <laughs> so I am guessing yeah, that the people making the their own modules is. as well have tested it. Yeah, he took the module, even though it was an internal one, not a JRB module, installed it on a radio and flew it and then unsoldered it and sent it to me. I mean, you, you couldn't get any manufacturer to do that. It's just nuts. People are quite excited about these ones that they didn't know because they have an inbuilt fan and can run up to one watt. So if you want to fly to the moon, this is apparently your thing. <laughs> so context on this, 100 milliwatt testing with Wesley Varty has gone to 33 kilometers, at which point he, he lost video signal with his ridiculous giant video array that he's got and, and couldn't his, his plane wasn't able to fly any further than that so 33 kilometers on 100 milliwatt okay it's like a logarithmic thing so one watt doesn't get you 10 come times down as far as 100 no, milliwatt yeah, out of interest was that some fairly high elevation which is tbs is he's in a plane yeah. highest, he's on a plane yeah, so yeah, he's doing yeah. just clean it's air. Got tremendous I mean, line of sight yeah yeah it's not like in a bando obviously in a bando if you try and fly it through a car park you're probably going to be screwed off a lot quicker mm. than you would be if you're uh, just flying a wing at 200 meters is this all legal well he's not in our country no, he's in Canada or somewhere. Oh, well, I've seen his flights. It's, it's all legal in terms of he's not in this country. That's, 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 if you that's such, a, the right, such a political answer, that, isn't it? Such a, such a politician's answer. <laughs> well, it's well, it's in another country. So, uh, <laughs> Who knows what those crazy laws are out there? <laughs> I think they're, <laughs> yeah, they're like that. the moon. They're, they're all mad out there. Chips. It's fine. Yeah, unruly part of the world. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. I, I like uh, in, in the chat, we've got Numskull saying crossfire all the things. Son and Dad FPV saying, I love my spectrum. We've got Clive FPV saying, bring back 35 megahertz. And I do know a couple of people oh, who like have been out the hobby for like 30 years or something and still have their 35 megahertz radio. But, and when you know, everybody speaks to me going like, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a model back out again and I'm going to fly again. And is, is this still going to work? Is my 35 megahertz, is that still like illegal and allowed? Or is, is there a lot of noise on 35 megahertz? I'm like, God knows. I don't think anyone well, uses it's it anymore. Probably the, it's probably <laughs> cleaner, than, the, yeah. cleaner than it's ever been because yeah, yeah. virtually no one's on 35 megahertz. Yeah. Exactly. That, so, you know what I mean? Diamond or a crystal? 
That is a receiver in heat shrink. Oh, wow. That's the size you're looking at. Fully installed in heat shrink. For the listeners on the podcast, I'm holding up a Happy Model EP2. That's the antenna, the little stripy bit you can see there. Got my Happy Model PP. Is that, is that the ceramic thing? That's, that's the ceramic yeah, one. So that little stripy sandwich you can see there it looks like a little Battenberg. That's the antenna. Yeah, it looks like you've taken uh, Bertie Bassett's all sort and stuck it to a black uh, postage stamp. And put it in the oven for 20 days. (laughs) So so I think the story with ELRS is it's quite exciting, but there are limitations. At the Mm. moment, it's it's all the fault of these manufacturers rushing stuff out and not testing it whatsoever and uh, screwing it all up for people. But yeah, there's the cheapest one. As Caroline alludes to, there's, there's, if you want more than four channels of full resolution, right now you haven't got them. Because the way they go for ultra, ultra low latency is like you can have your four channels of full resolution and then we'll have a couple of channels which is like... But Caroline, but, but, is but. a two-person, a, a two-position switch, literally. And then the other channels are like six positions, depending what you do, and but they're so around Robin. So they're there's an evolution in this because you can literally trace it from just racers using it to people getting pissed off at racers just designing it for them and adding more features. So originally <laughs> there were one-bit switches. Each switch was, switch was either on or off. Well, because you only need to arm or disarm, and then if you crash, you go and pick up your quad. So that was people were saying, what? This is crazy. We can't use this. And but it's yeah, racing. This is, the, this is a crazy new hybrid eight thing, it's called. And yes, you've got hybrid eight. And that means your arm switch, which is on um, your fifth channel, AUX1, that gets sent every time you send an update, same as the gimbals. And everything else is rotated, like Curry was saying, round robin. So you get six switches, which can act as three position, and you get one on the end that's like a 16 position. Um, then someone has also complained this wasn't enough. Very valid points, like what about head tracking? What about planes? What about all the other people are joining this and saying, we want the range, we want these cheap modules. I, yeah, I just bought two this week from a UK seller for under a tenner each. From Unmanned Tech, they were £9.95 for those EP2s. Worth worth grabbing a couple. Um, and so there's a PR in there at the moment that takes this and actually does round robin on, on full range or full range-ish channels. So you can go up from your 16-bit max at the moment to take four channels that are going to be a 64 or 128 position. So it's not as smooth as you get on the gimbals, but for a head tracker or something where you're just like move, stop, move, stop, move, stop, it gets you enough. Or if you're just doing flaps or something mm. where you just want to move from. Still, still not enough level. for doing throttle, left aileron, right aileron, elevator, rudder. It's, so in the, in the ideal, work. what you so, want is choices. You want, I'm a racer. I want the one bit uh, switches. You want, I want everything. I don't care that much about the latency. Give me full range channels on as many channels as I want. And then you've got a whole bunch more people that says, actually, what I want is PWM and not mm-hmm. this DRSF stuff. And another load of people saying, actually, I just want to have one wire going to an S bus. So I want a single wire protocol as well. Yeah. If they could do all that, that'd be fantastic. But of course, that's lots and lots of work, which people aren't well, getting it's, paid it's for. Happening. So, it's a scratch you know, your own itch. That's what they always say about software development fixes happen because people want to scratch their own itch. So what happens is you have a coder who is annoyed at something and has the capability to fix it, 
and they've got a jumping off point because everyone's done the other work that they can stand on top of. And then you can add a feature like additional full range channels for head trackers and stuff. So I think it's going to happen. It's just going to take time to attract developers into that community. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. I want to know, uh, Dom, has this meant anything at all to you? No, any of this no. conversation? I'm lost now. I'm th- I was reflecting on how six years ago I understood what you were talking about. It all sounded like, and then it sounded like nonsense. Now I don't understand what you're talking about, but it sounds really, really knowledgeable and together. <laughs> so six years has done something completely bizarre. So, well, no, we I increased no our bluff game. That makes yeah, it yeah, it's yeah. upped it enormously. <laughs> but you've a- you've been flying them. I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just editing the video while I. Ooh. Try to decode what you're talking about. Hold on a sec. Let me. Um, should, we, should we give you a, like a little while longer, or do you want to share? Yeah, yeah, if you want. I mean, I, yeah. Actually, while you were talking, there was a bit of video I was looking at. I was thinking these would be the right crowd to ask what's going on with my Mavic because I've got a. Where am I? Hold on. It's do, it's been doing something really funny, and I was thinking it's because I keep flying in military airspace, and I thought they might be fucking, <laughs> they, might, they might be messing with my. I'm really trying not to swear on LDO this time. Right? <laughs> I thought they, I thought they might be messing with my um messing with my um rf or something somehow but uh hold on let me see if i can uh, get my windows switch between each other a bit and then do that there you go got video editor oh we've got insta360 if i run if i run this i was flying up in the highlands in scotland and if if that starts playing properly is it? Yeah, it's just the plane. So I'm flying around. I've done my drone assist. Drone assist's given me a good thumbs up that I can fly here, apart from the fact it's military airspace. But that's all right, as long as there's not a, no, as long as there's not a NOTAM up. So I'm thinking that's friendly. They're much nicer than the freaking National Trust. So um, I can fly. So I took it up. And it very interesting. Every time I pushed it over 100 meters, uh, what is it? I've got to make sure I get the numbers right. Over 100 meters. It did that. My Mavic, which should be flying nice and level, all of a sudden like rolls to the right, Ooh, and then right. it sort of at random intervals it starts doing it at other times. But it happened in a few spaces which were PEXA regulated, and I, that was the only association I could come up with. Which I thought it looks like it's had to make some rapid change in direction, and you're seeing that acceleration in the camera tilt, right? Yeah, how, how windy was it? It doesn't look very windy. Right, so, the, so the, the nice shot. Air is, is it a Mavic Air? Uh, Mavic Air, yeah, Mavic Air. Yeah, because I had one. I, I sold mine in the end, but mine did a, did a similar thing. And what it was, it was where it was trying to correct itself for external forces like wind, and it basically it overbanked past the gimbal limit, and so the gimbal followed it for a mm, certain right. amount of degrees. So, so I it think was more likely to be that. It might have been there, there yeah. that it, it had to just correct a little bit. So you've too got gusts going to like five or ten mile an hour, and then there's a 20 mile an hour gust, and it just yeah, has to like hard I, I was, into it. 
I didn't really check the win that night because it was it was just a yeah. quick yeah. Like, yeah. What's going on similar, with it, similar thing. That was what I observed. So I think it's it's uh, most likely it was that, or it might have been this, a little bit of a, a, a level of wind shear where where you've got a bit higher and there was a, a channel of air where it was just a little bit more, a little bit could have been rotor off the back of a nearby cliff or anything that well, just if this doesn't mess it all up this this flight was probably not going to come through on the screen capture was beautiful that was um, but sure. until i until i went around uh, so I come around the head, go, trying to do a nice in scotland scottish highlands right up in the northwest last week and um i did a corkscrew up off this building just manually um, and I didn't really think about that low cloud, which you can just see at the top there. Um, and I didn't, and I didn't think about that with the, the temperature drop and the wind speed that was going on at about whatever peak height. You, you guys probably remember, I like to push the thing right as high as I can, really. Um, obviously no more than 400 so feet. No, no, exactly to the limit of whatever it should fly at, as long as the button's going to do it. So, yeah, exactly. But, but I was winding around here without really and thinking more about the castle than about the wind speed. Um, and around about this point, it did the tilting thing again. Um, you'll, you'll see. And this, yeah. I'm pretty sure, was wind. Uh, where was it? And bear in mind, it might, it might have been wobbling around like crazy, but you're within the extent that the gimbal allows, and then all of a sudden yeah, you get the gimbal limit and it's visible. Yeah, so mine, th- mine did it, Dom, honestly, especially where you are there, where you're going to get things like road yeah, turbulence. Right. No, yeah. You're gonna get, yeah, and then I've lost it. <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm bringing that in. Um, it must be the wind because I couldn't get it level. I feel yeah. a bit out of control here. I'm going to bring that into me. Oh, <laughs> that's getting the wrong way. It's, oh, it's yawing and rolling and dropping This all points to the holiday. You, you need to build a nice, big, powerful, like, seven-inch <laughs> cine rig and I was, just I was, plow through the clouds. Yeah, well, I, I, I should have had the, the, the racer, really, and just flown it straight through, I'm sure many many other flyers would have just enjoyed properly flying fpv around this thing but it, there was actually quite a group of people there and i didn't want to get close but i panicked and so i thought the best way to get back to me i'm the other side of the castle from where we are the best way to get back to me is to go low as quickly as possible and get out of that wind stream mm-hmm. um and get straight back to me over land which unfortunately did mean that i'm i'm gonna have to go You're right through the castle there, aren't you? yeah i'm on sport now right I switched to sport mode, so it should be able to do, what, 50 miles an hour or something. <laughs> there is a bit of wind then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the wind speed Fly is mate, right, right. And um, unfortunately, what I should have I done is just since I had to... Now, you drop down. Yeah, and I, and I could see the people, and I was like, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose control, or I'm just... They're moving out the way, so that, I'm sorry, people, I don't know, but I'm going to break the law and go straight over your heads at what I hope is more than 50 foot, but get this safely exactly back out of the sky. Point something meters, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. I, think I reckon it's a different was. country. I reckon <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, a beautiful place to fly. The um, mm, some yeah. of the this is this is it's a lovely. I'll just skip through it. This this one went up into wow. the mist. Is this, go, oh, is this nice. going on your tube so I can watch it? Might do. I've, I've got to edit it down. I've got an hour of footage over a week and or two two weeks. Just, the beautiful thing is, from this distance, you can't see the midges either. Oh, look, yeah. 
freaking midges, man. But yeah, then everything went white. It's <laughs> 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 just a fade. Down again. Just a nature's fade. Transition. Yeah. Transition. Transition. Transition to the next shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the day, the day of the shots was these guys. Uh, if I, if I'm lucky. Sorry to bore I, you with my holiday shots, I don't, but they're I don't better know than flying at Hidden Valley yet again. Uh, it's probably better than a slideshow when you've got the possibility of crashing. Yeah, yeah this should pan up in a second, hold on. This is just the most amazing location. Look at this bugger. Look at it's that. Amazing, right? yeah. Very pretty. Look at that. Yeah. It's lovely. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately the, the National Trust haven't got their hands on it. So unlike the lakes, they don't mind you flying up there. Look at that. Uh, so you get geo-locked out of the National Trust after you. Uh, not that that's been technically the issue, but just in in terms of the principle yeah. of flying, uh, the National Trust, I think, um, I, I think, don't do anyone a service by taking our land off us and letting us not fly on it. So I get a bit political about that. There's Loch Ness, yeah. no monster. I'm sure, I'm sure if you pay them, you can. <laughs> Na- National Trust have some la- some land up by me, and I it was one of the places that got shut shut down uh, for drone supplies. Was well, I don't know four or five years ago now, four years ago, and um, when I went onto their website for for the local area, a place called Showcott Spring, because um, they put these notices up of no drones. There was a big banner advert for. Um, uh, all about uh, an article on the National Trust site, all about these brilliant drone shots that they got, which I thought was just <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Which they paid not, for. Not, with nice close shots of uh, you know various yeah. wildlife, and I'm like, well, I'm sure the wildlife would have been fully aware of that enormous drone you used to film this. <laughs> but um, yeah, what can you do? Anyway, as long as you're go. not having fun, the the National Trust are happy. Uh, it sounds well, a lot more. You can't go into a gallery and take photos, but you can go buy a postcard in the gift shop. That's what it sounds mm. like. <laughs> yeah, um, they've got the same thing in the US. And bear in mind, the US's land is so big. But any any hint of a national park, or anything like that, you can't fly in it. And we're talking like literally thousands of square miles. And like, really, the whole there's, thing, not just a bit with people, no, any of it. There's got to be a bit of case law which could stand up and say the amount of. Ask the national parks how much photography revenue and film revenue they actually make compared with how much tourism they get out of people flying drones in their parks. Exactly, and and like one of those, they make far more far more income from people like us going up there and flying safely in a place where there aren't too many people around to knock out with a drone. Um, It's really quite empty of people because it's so ridiculously hot. For most of it. Although I did I have that sort of squeaky bum moment with my Mavic when I was close to there, not in there, <laughs> because I think it got so hot that it, it's literally like the, the screen on my phone started like sort of glitching out and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I better bring it back. And I touched it and it's like, ow. The, the entire body of the quad was just burning to fry an egg on it right. at that point. But, but don't, the weird don't thing fly is, in cold, don't fly in hot. It, it's just, just right is where you you want your Mavics. Don't fly it too windy. Don't fly it Not too windy. <laughs> uh, I was just going to jump in there quickly and say um, the weird thing is that they don't want people like you to take expensive phot- photography and flying equipment up there and take beautiful photographs, but and then sell it. Work for the British Tourist Board, like government departments. They've got no budget to do this. They're struggling yeah. to rekindle the tourist industry after lockdown and to get things back up and running and areas that have been completely starved of tourism and people's livelihoods have gone 
down the pan, they don't have a budget to go and film stuff, but they don't yeah. want you to go up there and post something on Instagram showing how beautiful the Scottish Highlands are either. So it's crazy, it's a isn't it? Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I think Pexa, Pexa is the way forward. That was a really good discovery in my little drone assist app going, red flag, yeah, red flag, re re read the that. small print. Oh, how interesting. As long as there's not a no-term, I can fly. Very good. And um, Pexa uh, is the practice and exercise area, right? So I just don't know. I, I didn't read beyond the drone assist. I figure it, the less I know now, the more, I can <laughs> the, the more I can defer the liability to my drone assist app. Because if the drone assist app says, yes, you can fly, then off I go. Someone else's problem. I passed on and the And if you get a couple of jets coming down on a low level like Mac Loop, then uh, you may have mm. some trouble with with wind shear again. But yeah, <laughs> I did safe. take. Uh, you know, I'd be more reluctant to fly something without all the external liabilities. For you know, I can mm -hmm. shut you down. I can geofence you and so on. But once it's geofenced, like press all the buttons, will it go up? Yeah, it goes up. Okay, it's fine by someone else. <laughs> then I'll fly. <laughs> does that stop you from flying um it hasn't once stopped me from flying even on uh well yes anyway we'll stop there the only time that he's been stopped from flying is run or die street <laughs> which is an old reference to an old show ah. if you want to if you want to tell that story in barcelona what? I don't think he knows it. <laughs> I think we're going back to the let's not incriminate anyone area. <laughs> no, the, the, the invite in, uh, was it Barcelona? The run or die, uh, the place called that. You know, you were invited to fly there. You may have got shot, Dom. I can't remember. Still not there. Oh, yeah. No. That's no. dementia. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting it's getting long in the tooth now. Know was this saying. before or after you were in the hospital, Jack? Just out of interest. <laughs> does, it, yeah, does it count as dementia if it's some sort of created memory in a oh. sort of drug haze? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Dom, when you were By the way, on this, holiday this is, and you were flying that was over not a convincing answer. <laughs> oh, brings back memories, that does. That was from, that was from February. Oh, nice. Hidden Valley. Oh, no. The spiritual home of LDA. It is always will be the spiritual oh, there home. It went again. Look there. Did it go again? It did. Didn't mm. it? Yeah. I saw it there. Was, was there some videos Watch. of Tony flying his X class around here or something? Well, it Not might have been my prop wash. I reckon there's a freaking crow following me around, pecking my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it did it, I swear I saw it. You I could just have got a slightly dodgy SE or something, I suppose, but you'd never know until you paid yeah. it as much as the quad's worth to have someone to look at it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah. Look. Buy, a proper, yeah. buy a proper quad with enough power to <laughs> carry. Any of these show or personal, do not the reflect will, the, the others. There you go. The fossil will, will will fly in all these wind conditions with yeah. and stay oh, yeah. in control. But the problem the problem is it doesn't have a big red button which will geofence it and stop me flying places I shouldn't. <laughs> so I can't defer the liabilities. Who who were you with? Do you have a lot of spotters? It's a lot of spotters there. Yeah. Down there on the right. Yeah. Looks like the family. They've been trained since birth. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Don, for being the other Mac user here. Oh yeah. Hi, it's Max too. 
just oh, he's yeah. Mac. just, oh, it's just a host for a, it's stop, just stop a host for a terminal prompt, isn't it? Have you? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a, it's just a host for a terminal prompt, isn't it? Yeah, and Belric's just on Linux, which is basically Mac but free. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mac's just BSD, isn't it? BSD with it a, a fancy GUI layer on top. You're not on Best Windows out there, are you? People aren't still using Windows. Yeah. Space. The Everyone room goes quiet when you ask that. MJ will make some sort Halo. of excuse that he needs it for DCS or something like that because yeah. it doesn't plug and work. play. No, all no, fire wire. These days, when I boot into Windows, it sits there and does about half an hour of updating before I can do a damn thing. It just it locks out. <laughs> so it's been a year since you booted me. I'm freaking out. <laughs> Hold on. Talking, talking of NJ, as we were there, handsome man, we've lost him to the dark side. He's a heli guy now again, isn't he? He's, he's gone back. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I was since I was... Behind since, him. Since, <laughs> since, since the young lad, I was... was uh, uh, no, well, the trick to that is to buy many more than you can possibly <laughs> fly and crash at any one time. Um, no, I've been, I've been... I was flying heli since I was a little, little lad, so those were always there. But yes, I have been flying helis more uh recently. Um, can see them. so yeah yeah i will be bringing said toys to um said events at the weekend um but what's yes, got the pride of place there there's a few um well there's uh my actually my fate is the middle one here the omp omp hobby he makes some very nice which is ohio model products which are ohio model planes even though they're a chinese company why not? Um, I have this little guy here called the OMP M2, which is a uh, so it's direct drive brushless motor for the main rotor and direct drive brushless motor for the tail, which in itself is nothing new. But these guys have done some really clever stuff with the flight controller um, and have this thing called left left your torque assist system, which basically means that um, because the problem with a fixed pitch uh, tail, uh, one that where you can't vary the pitch is the only way they could, they can obviously blow in one direction, which allows you to yaw in one direction. But if you want to yaw the other way, all you can do is slow this down and allow the main rotor to add torque or the main rotors torque for that, for the uh, rudder to go the other way. And they basically coded in where they use the main rotor to add torque to give you left your requires a bit more explanation, but basically they've done some very clever stuff to where this tiny 200 size helicopter flies phenomenally. This will do every 3D heli maneuver I can throw at it. Is that um, the OMP 250? It's brilliant. It's the OMP M2. Oh, M2. Um, so M2 is this 200 size, 200 mil uh, rotor disc. So Do you yeah, know the really bit I was most confused by? In one of your videos, you showed a helicopter crashing into the field yes. and it didn't explode. <laughs> What's going on <laughs> there? It was that guy. How does that work? Helis have come Sheldon, on. Myself and Bellows. Sheldon, Mr. Drone Doctor, we've actually, this, this is our own design, this tail, um, which we are looking into he, actually producing. He stole you this from <laughs> Um, never yeah, but those two worlds meet. One of the reasons most people don't like helicopters is they're incredibly expensive to crash. Um, for instance, like this, this big guy is a five hundred, yeah, six and a seven hundred. They quite regularly go into hundreds of pounds when you crash them. 
this thing, the parts are on Amazon. They're super cheap. On average, this thing costs five to ten pounds max if you really smash it. Uh, but the first, I say, seven crashes, I had absolutely no damage to this thing at all. So it's a very accessible way. And, and of sure. course, they've also added in um, a self-level mode, which we, you know, we all take for granted as drone pilots, which is just turning on level mode. I think we should put uh, this to the test, I think fly. I should have a go on Saturday. I could 100% show you how to fly that on Saturday. More yes. than happy to. It's, got a, it's got a rescue switch. We're going to have so to have a queue. We're going to have to have a queue. As long as we flick that. <laughs> this is Tony that can't fly quad line of sight, and you're going to let him loose on the heli. Well, no, I'll be next to him. I'll be next to him. Ten pound, five pound. Have you have you got a trainer cable? Well, to be fair, I've said for years I will help Tony learn that. to loss properly, and it's from the school of helicopters. This is if you can fly helis, you can fly anything. They really are the the king of RC on in that respect. But honestly, they're so safe to fly now. You can fly them at really low RPM, which is how when you crash them, you virtually do no damage. And with the safety switch in there, even if you get out of shape, you flick it and it just writes itself and climbs a little bit. So, yeah, dead so easy. When you started mentioning all this clever stuff with the tail, I, I, it kicked a, a light bulb in my brain. And that was this talk of Heli Flight 3D. And some guys a while ago on the OMP250, they were putting F7 flight controllers and running this fork of Clean Flight or Beta Flight mm-hmm. based off 4.1 that runs for helis and they've put all sorts of, like you were talking about fixes in there to compensate for the lack of strength or the lack of ability to instantaneously change direction on the, on the tail rotor. And so they, mm. they're using the torque of the main rotor to account for that. Um, they've got their own little discord. It looks quite interesting. There's a whole bunch yeah. of people that go and pee helis with F sevens stuck on the front. Yeah, they've, they've, it's been, I, I dare say, a lot of the developing drone technology has had a very positive effect on, on the heli side of things. Um, for me, I think some of this technology jump has been as beneficial as simulators were initially to people getting into helicopters. When simulators weren't a thing, you wanted to learn a new maneuver, you go out and you give it a shot, and if you mess it up, you're, you're spending too much Yeah, I think they even had a rescue mode in 3D. Like, it could yeah. safely recover if you're flying well, 3D and you freaked out. There's a, like, a that's panic. That's exactly spot. what that does. It's exactly what that does. There's the, and, and all it is, essentially, is the level mode taken from yeah. how a helicopter yeah. on an F7 works. exactly the same thing. Um, but it has a few extra steps in as well, so as well as writing itself. Uh, for instance, it has to zero the collective, to a neutral collective before it in, before it initiates the flip, otherwise it would pile itself into the ground if it mm. was an, initially hovering upside down. And then once it's level, it knows to climb a few feet uh, to get away nice. from the ground. So there's there's a few extra sets. But again, that makes nothing. it a lot easier to get started, I thought, especially if you're Very the sort of pilot so. who wants to. That must make it a lot easier to get started, especially if you're the type of pilot that's seen people flying 3D on helis and just wants to jump straight into that without spending several years flying backwards and forwards hey, and replacing broken stuff. I saw people flying quadcopters exactly. six years ago and it looked really easy. But I looked at the <laughs> props and they broke. you got to remember, <laughs> things broke six years ago. Yeah, well, this is carbon, right? yeah, the, the other thing when it t- touched the blade of grass, all that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I mentioned just quickly, I don't know if anyone else has, has Sorry, done do it they or not knows still? about That's it. Amazing. <laughs> 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 do they not still? Wow, I might get back into the hobby. <laughs> has anyone oh, yeah, yeah. gone over to or looked at Edge TX yet? 
because I'm I sort of jumped on board with those guys and their Discord and got chatting with them very early and their Discord's growing nicely now. Does anyone know what it is or am I talking to blank faces here? Know what it is. I haven't gone to it so, yet because it seems to have a distinct advantage if you're using one of the TX16s because they've already implemented the touchscreen stuff. If you've got a non-touchscreen... Well, the hardware's there. The hardware's there, but obviously... Um, Edge TX have taken advantage of it and got it happening because they've been tired exactly, working yeah. around for, for, for but but the the pace at which they're doing it I mean every week I update it and there's new it's coming in thick and fast but interestingly um, and I, when I spoke to one of the the devs about this um, I said are there any other radios because there's actually if you look in their flashing tool. and the flashing tool does the bootloader it does everything you don't even power the radio on you plug it in because uh, that when you plug it in is immediately in DFU mode and it just does the whole lot for you. So it's a much more painless system than how you would traditionally flash your open TX, you know, doing the bootloader and everything separately. It's really, really simple to use, but they have, and I've tested this because I have my old review unit still up there, the NV14, Nirvana oh, yeah. uh, controller. They, they've done a version of Edge for that. So they're, nice. they're bringing that back to life as well. But um, it's it's built on very stable code. I've been using it with the helicopters on my uh, my TX16 on that chap, and it's been it's been absolutely brilliant. The, the touch interface yeah. is definitely where things need to go for a radio that I think has. I'm complaining touch about the DFU mode, but yeah, I found that much easier to use rather than messing around with multi-step upgrades. Oh. It's Apparently brilliant. some people uh, have trouble with DFU drivers. I, I don't know. For me, it's just always plugged well, in and works. As soon as I, I think that, to be able to access Same here. Same here. Works. But that's the same subjective problem that you see people going. Uh, yeah. Everyone has their own personal battle with their computers and DFU mode, <laughs> regardless of the hardware. I think that's yeah. uh, that's just that's just each to their own on that one. But, um, yeah, Edge TX, so far, I've had not one single problem with it. Very, very, very good. So when you're you in a finder out again, then? Um, do you know what the one thing I will say about Nirvana that I really like? I actually love the feel of those gimbals, those um, full digital gimbals. Um, Did you see? And I've heard in... people of putting them into yeah. the TX16. Yeah, 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 I've read about that. And again, the, there's one guy on the Edge TX team who is basically the MV14 guy. He's obsessed. Yeah, he's built in support already, hasn't he? He has. So you can actually take those gimbals, chuck them in the TX16, and Edge will get it all working. Yeah. So um, there's Yes, I may potentially... Um, Those are some seriously fancy gimbals. I was quite surprised to hear that. They're lovely, yeah. No one else has used the, the same it, gimbals that the, the Nirvana The has. mistake they made, the big mistake they made, I mean, you could go for a long list of mistakes that were made when it came to the underground FPV. I mean, it was a, they bit off way more than they could chew, that was for sure. But the thing, in terms of the big mistake with those gimbals is they made them see-through with like red plastic behind. They just made them look so cheap. They, uh, they looked like toy gimbals, like but they really toy. weren't. Yeah, it, it, that was that was the big thing, I think. I think when you temperature actually... compensation as well. Like a lot of people complain that the right. sensitive gimbals changes with temperature. I think the FlySky ones in the well, Nirvana are actually set, through temperature yeah, compensation. That's a completely normal thing for hall sensors. All hall but sensors have temperature variation. Uh, will, will, I mean, even if you look at the TX-16 under a microscope, you can see that there is as the temperature changes, that exact center point is actually always slightly on the move based on what the ambient yeah, temperature yeah. is. Um, but yeah, as you say, the MV14 uh, gimbals were, were 
very advanced at their time. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen people on HTX again complaining that there's temperature drift and they're trying to find ways to fix temperature drift. And they're looking, oh, Mm. can we get the temperature out of the IMU? Can we get temperature out of this, that, and the other? The MV14 just does it all in the gimbals, just a a complete solution. Because those those gimbals essentially have their own firmware. Mm. Um, They're very, very. uh, very cool tech in there, but yeah, I'd be great if that if they continue to pursue it. It'd be nice to see because I know some people that that really enjoyed using that. Um, I almost grabbed one I, recently. If it hadn't been for the micro USB port, I'd probably have an MV14 this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 they sent me three of them in the end. But they've they've both gone to other homes, but I kept one just to um, just to, to in the hope that something you know, like this might happen, that it'd still have some use. But I think it was important that someone like Underground FPV did something like that because otherwise nothing changes. If some people aren't just bold, failing is all part of that progress, you know, and it did it ultimately seems fail, overdue but... for a bit of a design revision because people have been taking right. that T16 chassis and just slightly tweaking it for many, many variations. And I think well, they stopped and, releasing new versions of that kind of and, the end of this, last year, really. And before that, it was the the old JRs, and before that, it, they were based on the the Futaba, you know, seriously old. You know, can the, ADC the, able to be turned? Yeah, on. The, the, yes, the, it can be turned on if you really want it to. It's still there. It's just checkbox under system settings, shady. Yeah, but but yeah, it's nice when you see sort of innovation going on, whether it fails or not. It's 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 an important part of it for sure. But uh, yeah, so six years. What have we learned? Anyone? Well, we learned that that last ten minutes were very anal, and a few people liked it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing so many uh, of everybody in the chat and uh, here on the call. Uh, on Saturday, actually in person and actually going to go out and have a fly. I'm looking forward to that. And a drive. (laughs) Awesome. FPV car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in terms of parking, we're going to be pretty blocked out. So if you haven't already got on the list, you maybe send us a message and I I can see what I can do. Maybe get you a a lift from an alternative parking, some overflow parking maybe, but yeah, get in touch. But the people who have all got their stuff sorted, um, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday for LDO No, celebrating six years of LDO. Of us talking complete and utter <laughs> bollocks. That's awesome. Definitely. I can't believe you've done six years. You nutters and you're all still talking to each other. <laughs> just about, just about. <laughs> just <on. laughs> awesome. Yeah, we've at least recorded something every week for that six years. It might not still be available. It might have been <laughs> completely and utterly removed from the internet, but it was at least uh, recorded. Probably out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Shady's asking about TBS Mambo. Um, I think the PR for that just came into OpenTX. So it hasn't made its way into HTX yet, which is kind of taking stuff out of OpenTX periodically. But yeah, that Mambo should be supported soon enough. 
Awesome. And then there's some, uh, I think there's some nutters in Express LRS who are obsessed with uh, trying to figure out how the whole thing works and just reflashing it from Tracer to Express LRS. But that's uh, that's more of a on the download project, I think, because they're struggling a little bit to get the flashing tools working. Indeed. Yeah, the flashing thing's great. Yeah, people seem to want to put it on everything. So it's like, can we put it on Crossfire? Can oh, we put no. it on Tracer? Thank you. Oh, well, I'm going to add, I didn't want to interrupt right. anyone. Cheers. You're all wonderful, and I will see you again in six months or a year's time, if not. <laughs> <months in the chat. laughs> and hello, chat room people, and uh, yeah, happy sixth birthday. See you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the instant that drops on Crossfire, there's going to be uh, Give my quite a big surge in yeah, for for most people, it's at least a way of using their R nine module again because Free Sky oh, yeah. seems to have well just oh, dropped man. into the, the off the end Abandoned of the way. Of Black Earth, haven't they? Mm. Let's face it. Um, yeah, right. I just want to say thank you guys for sticking with us, and hopefully, LDO has become interesting and somewhat informative, as well as silly instead of uh, just Definitely pure silly. Pure. That's pure wonderful, serious. guys. Thanks for all the time you've put into this already and uh privileged to be here with you oh bless you man uh, it's it's uh, it's an honor to have you and a pleasure and we learn so much and it's great to have nj back it's nice to have something really nice to look at because um, <laughs> <laughs> you won't stop emailing me I know. <laughs> right, the flowers Sunday night. Right. Yeah, the, the, the pile of like boxes of chocolates outside your front door when you got back from your honeymoon. Right? Had to explain that way. Oh, come on. This is, this is the closest I've got to a honeymoon. I've got coconut oil <laughs> bog roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. Only, only the best, darling. Um, you know, we I presume look, the reference have... is the coconuts to the Caribbean, right? Is that where you were yeah. going? Okay, That's right, just with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taffy Jones's honeymoon. Just the fact that Tony's going to go around saying, "Look, sniff my ass." Go on, you'll get the surprise. And on that note, yeah, I've Tony's almost forgotten where I was for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, uh, everyone, you've been listening to Let's Show now for six years. Thank you Sorry. so much. Thank you, all our Patreons. You know, everyone who shows up every week in the chat. I love you guys. Thank you. You have once again been joined by everyone's favorite curry kitten. Goodbye. Uh, everyone's favorite wife of mine with a coconut smelling behind. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Brian till I fly. Uh, you've been joined by our Lord and Master, and the whole reason the show is so organised. Well, don't blame me. Okay, I might have been a compliment, Andrew. Roll it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andrew, just, just say bye. And uh, the our, our newest, most informative member, Stephen. Cheers. Thanks, guys. And the eye candy, he's too sexy for his shirt. The the leader of the uh, Tomcats, Thundercats, or whatever, I don't know. Uh, squadron leader, five Yankee Doodle, 68, Grief Lord. <laughs> what, uh, what is it? Oh, God. Butt Pirate, Wrangler, NJ Tech. <laughs> 
Take care, everyone. See you again. <laughs> Who wishes you were still on his own? I know, I bet. Telemetry lost.